0: The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented.
1: Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Weight loss is a multi-billion dollar industry, but going on a diet isn't effective in the long term. So, what's the answer? Stay tuned for lifestyle strategies that are sustainable, nourishing and enjoyable.
0: Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health.
1: Here to discuss this weighty issue, we have Jennifer Skews, a health psychologist, and Dr. John Clark. Welcome, John. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank Thank you. you. And would you like to lead out in this one, John?
2: Why, certainly. Uh, The gentleman that I want to use as our example today, I met in North Carolina in the United States. Uh, He weighed 200 kilograms, He had an ankle that was suffering post-traumatic arthritis and he had an addiction to caffeine. He literally drank two liters of soda that was caffeinated a day and it wasn't the diet kind. (laughs) And so he came to my meetings and uh, after a short time he realized that the caffeine in these sodas was not to his best friend, wasn't helping him and so he quit. Unbeknownst to us, cold turkey. So this is two liters of soda with caffeine Mm. stopped overnight. And the next day, my wife met him at the post office. He had a splitting headache. (laughs) He was going through withdrawals, Mm. which a person will do for about 36 hours. Well, my wife encouraged him, and uh, he wasn't able to make it to the meeting that night. But the next night he came and uh, we had a discussion in our meeting of obesity. Mm. And he definitely uh, realized that he wasn't at his ideal body weight. And yet he knew he couldn't walk for exercise because his ankle was so sore and Mm. so traumatized. So I set him up with a program where he could do some hydrotherapy on his ankle. Now we're gonna do another program on arthritis But this will sort of be a preview. I had him doing hot and cold treatments. He'd put his foot and ankle into a bucket of hot water for Mm -hmm. three minutes. And then after that, he would take it out and put it in a bucket of ice cold water for one minute. Mm -hmm. And then he would repeat that contrast five times and end with cold. Well, in doing that, he lowers the inflammation in his ankle, he improves the circulation. He made it so he could start walking, and he did. Mm. And he started walking for health, started walking in order to improve his weight. Uh, Our friends who uh, were living there and were the hosts for the meetings uh, emailed us from time to time. Ten months later, he was still walking up and down the road out in front of uh, their house Mm -hmm. for about, uh, uh, about three kilometers a day, and he had lost 10 pounds or about uh, four and a half kilos per month for ten months straight. Oh. So he'd lost 45 kilos in ten months. That's,
0: That's quite an oh. achievement, isn't and it? Was,
1: it? Oh, I suppose, of course, the calories in the, the sodas, or the soft drinks as we call them, would have played a role in that, but the exercise would have been a significant thing too. Isn't that interesting? Did, yeah. he, did he make other changes that you know of besides the, cutting out the soft drink and walking?
2: He certainly did, and we promote a whole lifestyle program that includes Mm. a good diet, high Mm -hmm. in fresh fruits Mm. and vegetables, and low in refined processed foods. And he had adopted that, and this contributed to his success as a weight loss.
1: Oh, isn't that isn't that absolutely wonderful? Mm. Yes, that's um, you know that the World Health Organization says that you know one of the things we really really need to do for having a good diet. The first recommendation they make is to eat more fruits vegetables Mm -hmm. whole grains nuts and seeds and Mm. you know it's it's just there wherever you look that is such a good recommendation well what a what a wonderful outcome do you know this is an interesting piece of information the number of overweight people in the world has now exceeded the number underfed more than a billion Mm. so it's it is a really really significant problem and it's one we need to really have a good understanding of. So, Jennifer, what's your take on this?
0: Well, I uh, deal with a lot of people with weight problems. As a health psychologist, I help change unhealthy habits to healthy habits and yes. deal with things. But I see the extreme end. So I, I'll see someone who actually hasn't been able to lose the weight. They haven't been able to give up things. This man had certainly a good willpower to, to just stop like that. Um, yes. So I go from extremely overweight people who... Who are, their their, um, health is being threatened. Their doctor sent them to me to help them. The other end of the spectrum then is the anorexic, the person who sees food as their enemy and doesn't want to put on weight. And even though they're so skinny, their perception is that they're actually too too fat, too overweight. Mm. So when you look at the extreme ends, and they've been doing this for many, many years, it takes a lot to help them to change it around. And sadly, with the anorexics, they can't always do that. And their weight is less than ideal, but you can get them to a good functional level. Mm. So I do a lot of changing lifestyle habits, helping them with the psychology of food and eating. Um, And uh, that can help to make a big difference. But it's often a prolonged process for these people. Just Mm -hmm. thinking about your recommendations
1: there, John, in in Mm. the the recommendations that you do make in your programs, I was just noticing in the China Diet uh, Project study Mm that Dr. T. Colin Campbell um, headed up. And it was noticed that the Chinese eat 30% less calories than Americans and yet um, they weigh 30% more, 30% more calories than Americans and weigh 20% less. Okay. And so he's looking for reasons for that. Now, true, the Chinese are more active, Mm. and so they took the ones with the lowest lowest activity in the Chinese, which is equivalent to office workers, Mm -hmm. and still that that figure was so... Mind you, he did say that even the office workers ride a bicycle to work, mm. but even allowing for that, it's because they have a predominantly plant-based diet okay. and that's what they're looking at. So that's really a good reinforcement for what you're saying and it's certainly borne out in this story that you've just told of this gentleman. And wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't all our people tuning in love that to be true for them, that uh, 10 months later you could have lost you know, 45, 50 kilos?
0: Wow. But it is That's an achievable goal. It's an achievable goal. If people want to do it. But that is right. some of the dynamics psychologically for people, if they can't achieve it, they mm. try and they give up or they try and the body weight doesn't shift. It's very discouraging and often they give up yeah. and then they become very depressed yes. and then they come become anxious about eating, social mm. events. So it can impact a whole range of things. Mm. It's not just about... About eating, then. Yes. Yeah. So, so you've got someone in the situation that you just described, mm-hmm.
1: and then what? How would you? Uh, what would you be saying okay. to them?
0: Well, with a person who is overweight, um, they have spent and often had a lot of input as a very young person. And I often talk to people about, well, what's your life been like and how come you've put on all this weight and what were your eating habits as a child? And often they get messages from parents, from society um, as to what's acceptable or not and not acceptable and mm-hmm. this is where the stress factor comes into right. it then they have a lot of stress and when the brain has learned a habit and it's done it over and over again it's like they have a freeway in the brain and for, for women particularly food is the comforter so and they've often had a parent or a mother yeah. who eats emotionally and we yeah. call it emotional eating and yes. therefore they follow the pattern yes. Yes. so what I have right. to do is help them to recognize what's happening when they're eating. Two things. One, recognising the emotional content at the time, what might have triggered it or sustains it. And the other one is getting them to recognise when they're actually full, when they've had enough, instead of going beyond that. Mm. So they have to do some self-reflection and sometimes using a diary and uh, journaling Mm. things and and setting a realistic goal.
1: Yes.
0: And I find often for these women, you have to take very small steps because if you don't go too quickly, they'll sabotage you. It's too much.
1: Yes. And everyone has to do, it in their own way. Yes. It has to work for that
0: person. Yes, uh, I'm
1: always impressed by people like the gentleman you spoke about yeah. who can just go out there and just see what's got to be done and just do it. There's not a lot of people who will actually be able to do that. Yes, But there are people like that. Yes. And for those who feel they need to just
0: take the journey a bit slower, yeah. it's good to have Absolutely. That, that good advice and yeah. do it in small steps. Yeah. Yeah. Food can act like a placebo because what we think translates to every cell of the body and if and I know women often said all I have to do is look at a cream cake and I put on (laughs) a pound and I know they haven't but they feel like they have but a placebo is where when the brain perceives something and believes it the whole system responds as if it's really happening Mm -hmm. right we've heard of the sugar pill factor Mm you know and there was an interesting story and this is to do with the caffeine factor where uh, how powerful it is with food is that his um, he came to work he had to really concentrate for a couple of hours. He asked his receptionist to get him a coffee and she got him the coffee and he drank it and he could feel himself pepping up and he was focused, concentrated. He said, oh, I had to go uh, to the toilet a few more times because that's what caffeine does mm. to me. And at the end of it, he thanked her. He said, oh, thanks for getting me that coffee because it really helped me. He said, she said, well, it was actually decaffeinated. <laughs> right? okay. So you can see, but his belief, okay. his his." Body and his brain responded to the belief, and this is what happens with food. Mm-hmm. You know, we get very set in it, and we can look at something and we have that effect. Or, you know, and, and I find people who are anorexic have that placebo effect, and food becomes an aversion then. Um, because they believe they're taking and it's putting on weight when it isn't. Yes. But they see themselves, or the body can do that then. Mm. so this That is, mind-body mm. connection is oh, it's it's powerful. just amazing. I've yeah. heard other stories like that.
1: And it's the first time you hear it, it's like, oh, it's is, not, that po- is that possible? It's that, but that really happens. It really does I happen. just had an idea, you know, if someone was wanting to give up coffee and having trouble and they had a... Mm. A wife or a husband who could just sneak decaf into their normal <laughs> jar—they could probably give it up and never know.
0: Well, they wouldn't <laughs> give it up. They would just drink decaffeinated. No, no but what i know mean, that's not always good for you either. No, no,
1: but yeah. I'm saying if he really yeah. thought that that was normal coffee and it did all the things for him it should, yeah. you know what I He'll mean? He'll keep using I wonder if that would work. It might be worth a try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask who you're going to try
1: this. No, coffee. no, I, I don't. Oh, actually, yeah. I can think of someone, yeah.
2: yeah what else are you going to slip into their coffee? <laughs> 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 what did uh, you have in mind? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when he quit his sodas, Sodas drive food consumption. Even uh-huh. switching to a soda that is supposedly low-fat or low-calorie or diet mm-hmm. drives food consumption. The, the fast food industries have figured this out, mm-hmm. where they go ahead and give you a free refill or the 64-ounce mm-hmm. soda or whatever. And, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. No, there's I, no such thing as a free soda. No. No. You will go ahead and eat more food for having drunk a soda. Mm. And so, soda, so in quitting his sodas... He was actually setting himself up for better diet control Mm. also. Now, thinking about caffeine and and things that manipulate your brain, Mm. a lot of the foods out there are more than just fattening. They are actually addictive. For example, restaurants will put more oil into their foods. It drives food consumption. Uh In America, the Surgeon General of the United States came and looked at all the fast food restaurants, calculated the amount of fat, and said, You folks are not contributing to the health of America. Please, for the sake of everybody's health, reduce the amount of fat. Uh Two years later, he came back and looked. No restaurant had reduced fat, and some of them had increased Increased it. it. You see, fat overcomes your food satisfaction signal and makes it so you are more likely to eat more food.
0: Well, sugar's another one that they do that with, burnt sugar onto products, and you crave more, and you eat more.
2: And this is an interesting history. In America, we have a... uh, a, a, a breakfast cereal company called kellogg's mm-hmm. maybe you've heard of kellogg's Corn Flakes. Mm-hmm. maybe
1: we have yes
2: and these were created uh, in battle creek michigan by a couple of brothers by the last name of kellogg one was a doctor and one was a businessman mm-hmm. and the doctor was very health conscious and he wanted to make sure that the breakfast cereal was, was healthy, but the brother, who was the businessman, started putting sugar into the cornflakes to drive sales. Oh, okay. The doctor was so upset they parted their ways. The businessman left the area. Mm-hmm. The doctor turned around and sued him. Oh. One brother ah. suing another because of the bad health effects of putting sugar, sugar. into the original recipe. Mm. And today we put sugar on everything.
0: Including beca- Kellogg's cornflakes, You see people spooning <laughs> yeah, yeah. it on.
2: Including Kellogg's uh. cornflakes. And so why do I say this? I say this because you may be making choices in foods that are actually overpowering your will, oh. yes. making it so you're more likely to eat. It's not just mm. you. It's the chemical properties of the foods yeah. you're choosing it
0: actually weakens the will like sugar will weaken the will yeah. so that means i've got to get people off the sugar to try and strengthen their will mm.
2: yeah. yeah and what happens when you eat sugar is it raises the dopamine in your head mm-hmm. and the dopamine is the feel-good hormone mm-hmm. it and, sure is. and in fact sugar will raise dopamine more than street drugs such as speed or mm-hmm. cocaine and so it's more addictive it than is. cocaine, and
0: harder to get off at times, yeah, because it's so acceptable in our society, whereas something like cocaine isn't. So the availability can drive it, and it's driven by the media. Yes, and, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Isn't it interesting that they are prohibited drugs, and we buy the other buy sugar in the supermarket, yes. and it's not it's even worse perceived then. as doing as being mm. something mm. that could you know, mm. become so addictive and so difficult. What about MSG? Uh, John, does that play a role in any of this?
2: Definitely. Now, MSG is monosodium glutamate. Uh, Glutamate Mm. is an amino acid. Mm -hmm. The problem with MSG is that the glutamate is separated from other amino acids that would normally make up a protein. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And so you're ending up with a free amino acid. What happens in the brain is the amino acid acts like a false neurotransmitter, overstimulating the brain. Mm -hmm. It also overstimulates the taste buds. All flavors are more flavorful. And so what you have is a society that wants a wow in every bite. Uh You go down to the fast food joint, you want a wow in every bite. And these super flavors overpower your Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. of how much you should eat or shouldn't eat. It tastes so good, you have to have more. I mean, I, I ask folks, how do you decide how much food to eat? Well, if it tastes good, eat more, <laughs> right? Well, that doesn't work. Uh, I'm not making a case for bad-tasting food, but on the other hand, if I'm selling food, my whole income depends on food, and I could care less about mm. people's health, I want it to taste maximally. I want to wow in every bite so people will come with their wallets open and handing me cash. Mm. But I haven't done the obese person any favors no. because a person who eats food with MSG in it has twice the risk of obesity as somebody who isn't oh. getting MSG in their food.
1: Say that again.
2: Twice the risk of obesity with eating foods with this uh, a- and people don't realize what it is when they go to the supermarket because you go to the supermarket and you don't look for You
0: don't a, read the label. <laughs> yeah
2: you're not trying to find oh, yeah. a food with more MSG. Oh I just gotta have more MSG. Can somebody help me find <laughs> a package here with MSG? What number is it? Yeah. No you no. You kind of realize, no, mm-hmm. this might not be good. So you avoid this. So they give it other names, natural mm-hmm. flavors, yeast extract, oh. uh, hydrolyzed vegetable protein. And number it. And number <laughs> yes. it. It's, an, it's high oh. in any product that's highly refined and has protein. All Soy those meats. Names. Uh, soy sauce, Bragg's liquid aminos, Mm. uh, nutritional yeast, uh, you name it, there's lots of this MSG and you go super flavoring your food with it and you end up with this appetite that you wonder how am I going to overcome this appetite and get the weight to come off.
0: And this is where people then develop an appetite for that they lose interest in what's healthy and what's good, it it enhances the taste buds to a point, the taste buds don't want anything less than that, you Mm. see how it sets Mm. up another pattern then, which needs to be broken
1: and um, how how do you, how would you talk to people about breaking you know an addiction for example?
0: Well, what we I do is one educate now. them just like we're talking yeah, here. Yeah. So there's two prongs. One, was the emotional side we talked about and helping the person deal with the emotions, the emotions that drive the, the urge yes. for food, and then educating them on what they're putting sure. into their system and what it's doing and how it's impacting their health and mm-hmm. setting up this craving, a food craving we call sure. it. So then. It's, it's introducing foods, and again, it's that thing of these people can't just always go cold turkey. Sure. So we go, okay, well, what are you having that isn't so good? And let's have a look at what you can have that is good, mm-hmm. and you're willing to try. And yes. so we then introduce new foods and take out others. I like that, mm.
1: because you're not focusing on what you don't want them to You're do. focusing on what you you're can You're focusing have. on what they can yeah. have yeah. and something that yeah. they will enjoy. Yes. That will automatically displace yes. something else and i think that's a, a, and that's what's actually happened in reverse yes. these foods that we talked about in another program that have just swamped the supermarket mm. that never existed years ago i know have displaced fruits
0: and vegetables
1: and whole grains and nuts and all that sort of thing they've just displaced them and Mm. we have to move the thing back the other way we do and and displace foods Mm. so that a healthy alternative is going to be a good
0: good method to do some people need help to do that fortunately this gentleman didn't well he did get help because he came and saw you but he very quickly picked that help up Mm. Whereas I often deal with people who've tried and failed and tried and Mm. failed and give up and do things to try and cope with their weight problem. Um, And that means they get depressed, they get anxious, they get discouraged, their self-esteem and worth is Mm. devalued uh, and then they don't fit in. Therefore, they don't socialize as much. So, again, you're looking at how it impacts their whole life, not just the fact they've got a bit of a weight problem.
1: Yes, Yeah. it's... um it's really, I was just thinking too um, about social support or mm. all, all kinds of support. Now obviously mm. if someone comes to see you, they're getting tremendous support because you're a professional. Yes. But I'm, I think I understood you to say that uh,
0: you also encourage them to look for other supportive environments. Yes, Talk about I do. That. Uh, one, I get them to educate their families because I'm going to get, oh, my husband will eat that and my kids won't like it if I do this. Mm. And I say, well, how about you get them all to try one extra thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we work on how they can balance that all at right. home. So that's the home environment. Yes, but there is another uh, source of help that some of these people mm. seek and it's called, uh, you've heard of all these anonymous groups like yes. Alcoholics yes. Anonymous, it's Overeaters Anonymous yes, and that. they're a great support and mm-hmm. they actually work on a 12-step program usually yeah. which is gives Similar a more spiritual to, element okay. as well yes. where they look to um, you know, God or something that has more power than them and they realise they're powerless over what they're doing and they hand that over and seek mm. help to be empowered to do it, and that does have a very positive effect. I don't know
1: about so much about the Overeaters Anonymous, mm. but I have. Been told that with um, Alcoholics Anonymous, the program did not work until they introduced
0: the spiritual the, element. Yes,
1: and that's a resource. Yes, it's there for
0: people. It has the best outcome Huge. when an, mm, when a spiritual element is added like mm. that, whether it be that or yeah. people who do it in other ways, mm. uh, like a prayerful way or whatever. Mm. They find that they have a much better mm. and prolonged recovery rate than mm. people who don't do that.
1: Yeah, they plug into that source yes. of power. The they one do. that they Created us, and it's. It's huge. And if you know, can miss out badly if we don't avail ourselves of mm-hmm. that. So mental, physical, spiritual, mm. social, all of those things help us. And that's what we like to, to focus on here at Healthy Living. Yes. John, more comments from you.
2: Yeah, one of the aspects of good diet is that it feeds your cells throughout your whole body. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with the modern diet that's refined is that when they remove things from your food, Uh, they remove things that help with your food satisfaction. For example, when they make white flour out of whole wheat flour, they remove the chromium.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And so white flour has one-eighth the amount of chromium Mm -hmm. as whole wheat flour. What does chromium do? Chromium (laughs) is there for satisfaction, Mm -hmm. especially helps with carbohydrate uh, digestion and uh, assimilation. Mm -hmm. And if you're missing it, then your body goes looking for it. So we have totally obese people still hungry Mm -hmm. looking for this food. And just to put this in perspective, let's just say for argument's sake that if I ate one serving of a whole wheat product, whole wheat pasta, whole wheat bread, Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and I ate that, that I got all the chromium I needed. My body said, oh, I'm satisfied. Thank you. That was a good meal. The question then would be how many servings of a white flour product would I have to eat to get the same amount of chromium? I
1: mm-hmm. think I can guess. Must be eight.
2: It would be eight. <laughs> and this <laughs> is literally what, what happens. People uh, eat until they've eaten eight all more. eight servings mm. till they get their chromium, oh. and now they're obese. They were mm. hungry up until that time, yeah. and so obese people are not. Overnourished, they're mm. undernourished, they're malnourished, oh. and they're craving food. Mm. And so if you eat whole plant foods, oh. mm. your body will be happy. In fact, one study looked at whether a person could fast or not. Mm. If they ate nutritionally dense foods from the fresh fruit and vegetable category, from whole grains and nuts and seeds, they could actually skip meals without feeling like they were hungry, mm. and, and they did very well. I had a friend who was gaining too much weight, he'd gained about 100 pounds overweight, and he said, what can I do? And we put him on a program, and then we asked him, will you fast one day a week? He was like, no way, is that part of the program? I said, now come on. And he's like, oh, you're going to push me. I said, yes. And he said, OK, <laughs> I'll do one day a week. <laughs> uh, then I made him pick the day of the week. What day will you use? Which will be your. That's good. <laughs> it was uh, Tuesday, he uh. said. OK, in about two or three weeks, we called him up on the phone. Hey, George, how's it going? Oh, good. Great. George, our, our, today's Tuesday. Are you fasting? He says, yes. And in fact, I found when I eat this nutritionally dense food mm-hmm. that I can fast without being hungry. I've been fasting two different days in a week, and I've lost 19 pounds in the last two weeks. Wow! And so when you eat nutritionally dense foods, your body isn't on the verge of starvation, on the brink oh. of disaster. Mm. You can skip a meal without feeling overly tempted by food.
1: Oh, isn't that tremendous? I just think of something else that Dr. Campbell said, that the one who led the mm. China study, he said there is no threshold or stopping point at which the benefits of eating plant foods stop. Mm. No threshold. Yeah. It's they, They're just so packed with all those wonderful things you've talked about, the You know, the vitamins and minerals and the phytochemicals. I think that's such a powerful statement. I think of it often. There's no threshold or stopping point. So it's good for so many things. You're just saying about appetite control. But for all of the diseases we've discussed as well, they're just power-packed. Yeah. You
2: know, for your person who's trying to stop smoking, we'll often try to give them something else in their pocket to reach for. Yep. It's sort of like a plan. The
0: psychology of it.
2: (laughs) And when you think about this for food, it's often good to have a plan. If you know that every time you get off work and you pass that ice cream store, Mm there's this huge sucking sound and you feel yourself being drawn in there and Mm -hmm. uh, something takes money out of your wallet and you end up eating this stuff. You have to have a plan, maybe a different route you need to take. Maybe you need to uh, plan on going to a different store Mm -hmm. that doesn't sell foods. Mm -hmm. It's like when when you know you're going to be tempted most, Mm -hmm. you need to have a solution it's like when you drive your car you have a Mm -hmm. spare tire in case you have a flat Mm -hmm. you need to be prepared for all those Uh social situations which drive food eating that you have a way of escaping the temptation
0: and I, that's the sort of thing I do. I get people, if they're going to go shopping, they're not to go hungry, for example. Yes. You know, yes. They do it at a certain time when they've already mm. eaten. Otherwise, they're going to buy all the wrong foods. Or I do the same thing for addictions particularly. Where, where are your temptation points and how can you redirect yourself and not go there and mm. make it a safer route for yourself maybe even have home delivery because just being in
1: the supermarket and being confronted with all these things can can be be a problem and especially if you have children with you yes because the advertising is marketing or really Mm -hmm. relying a lot on what they call kids pester power and they market to children, the children pest the parents, and the parents get it. And, and it's not kids, just food, of course. Kids love
0: foods. sugar, you see. And this is oh, one of yes. the problems because yes. people's blood sugar levels are a major problem with obesity and mm. eating. Because when your blood sugar's low, you crave the carbohydrates. Mm. And instead of having what you need to stabilise the blood sugars, which mm. are the whole foods we're talking about, you eat things that are, mm. are going to boost your blood sugars and then they plummet. So mm. it puts you on that roller coaster. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's been a wonderful, um, wonderful discussion. And we've had some really, really uh, good thoughts about mm-hmm. that, about the foods that are going to help us, that's going to help mm-hmm. us to be satisfied. We talked about yes. no hunger. We promised that at the beginning. Um, this is a strategy because diets don't work. No, they do And so we need to have a, a lifestyle approach. Mm-hmm. Well that's all for today but you can view our programs on demand by visiting our website 3abnaustralia.org.au and click on the watch button. And you can also download our fact sheets. If you have a health concern you'd like to discuss with Dr John Clark or Jennifer Skews send an email to healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au and join us next time for more secrets of healthy living.